0: Seventeen. My name is Axel. That's how I go by on the Generous Club, for short. It goes by the Gen Club. Today, I have a special guest all the way from the Netherlands. <laughs> this is my yep. first international interview, so this is pretty awesome and kind of historic for me. Um, I have it go, you go by Delay, correct?
1: That's right. Delay. Yep.
0: Awesome. And it's pretty late for him right now <laughs> since it's a nine-hour <laughs> difference. But it's almost August sixteenth for him, so I'm trying to like make sure uh, <laughs> I don't have him fall asleep during this call. <laughs> He's been busy. I'm all sleepy
1: I'm... From, from work and shit, but that's good. <laughs>
0: awesome! Thank you for joining me such a late hour. So um,
1: yeah, man, sure.
0: But yeah, mm-hmm. first off, let's just get some background info. Where were you born and raised at?
1: I was born and raised in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, that's and. I've been um, growing up with two little brothers, two sisters, and I've been living there since I was born, and I moved out to another city, 20 minutes minutes from Amsterdam, uh, when I was like 10, and there uh, was a bunch of family that lived in the same town, so um, I grew up with a bunch of family, which was really tight, and yeah, that's me, man. Basically. <laughs> awesome.
0: And then you're 20 years old, correct?
1: 20 years old, yes. Nice. That's correct.
0: Are you currently going to school right now, or are you just focused on part-time job and then doing music?
1: Right now, I'm not going to school. I'm planning uh, on going back to college next year, um, but I've been um, working on music a lot the past two years, and just working a part-time job besides doing this music thing, mm-hmm. and just really investing in music and that's honestly all where my time goes so yeah
0: that's dope. awesome and then just to ask since you are my first international interview <laughs> like, um, especially with your accent is is English your second language
1: um, basically yeah I've been learning English since I was in high school so since I was around 12 or something and yeah I'm i am I'm doing a great job, I think. Or I at least I try. <laughs> but yeah. it's still kind of hard for me to speak in English, but I mean, yeah.
0: awesome cuz then i will be able to talk to you like this right now. So it's mm-hmm.
1: crazy. Um, yep.
0: Cool. And then what was your first language? You
1: um, in Dutch actually. So yes, those are the only two languages that I really speak on this level. Um, I had like French in high school and Spanish and all that stuff. But I forgot about all those languages, to be honest. <laughs> because when you don't speak it, you you just forget it. Yeah. But English, yeah, just I needed that language to connect with other people from around the world, especially for, for this music thing. So I kept uh, learning new things in, in the language.
0: That's awesome. Well, pleasure to speak with you. This is pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then let's get into it in terms of like, your alias and everything. Why did you choose Delay?
1: That's a pretty damn good question. And I was like, uh, I think 13 when I picked that name. So I was pretty young and stupid, and I didn't put much thought behind it. I was more like, damn, I need an artist name, and I don't know what to pick. But I had all this music I was sitting on, and I kind of wanted to share it with, with the world, but I didn't have a name yet. So... I was like damn this this delays everything and I was like okay let's just call myself a delay and let's just run with it because I don't want to wait any longer with with this thing so that's pretty much the the background behind the behind the name and I didn't realize it it's such a widely used term when it comes to music production and the language in general but I just stick with it and I don't know. I still hate it hate it but (laughs) it's just it's just me who picked it, so I'm just running with it. So So you had it
0: for seven years now? That's crazy. Yep. (laughs) And then did you have any previous aliases before that or was it just mainly delay?
1: It was just delay. And I've been working on secret aliases, but I don't wanna talk about it, but you you would understand. Yeah,
0: I got you, that's sure. That's awesome though. Cause that's like, a lot of people that I've been interviewing with usually have multiple names that they've had. <laughs> and then True. just hearing that you've been consistent with this is pretty unique in itself. And plus I, like the name itself, despite being a widely popular term, no one mm-hmm. uses that name. So that's pretty cool. True. Cool. So my next question, does your hometown influence your artistry and music?
1: I mean, in a way, because like the people over here are really open-minded in Amsterdam. And it's just a mindset that I always have just to be open to new things and uh, new genres when it comes to music. So, yeah, like nobody is afraid to be themselves in Amsterdam. And I try to be that way when it comes to music, too. So in that way, it influenced me uh, and my music as well. So, yeah.
0: Were the people who raised you musically inclined at all?
1: Not really. Like, my mom was in a choir at church. Uh, I used to go to church when I was little. And my sister played piano. My uh, other sister played, um, like, flute. Sounds, Sounds weird, but I don't know the exact name of the flute that she played but anyways um i never really played instruments myself i tried to get into drumming when i was younger but uh, never really came to it at 14 i i realized i just started i just had to start making beats because i was like damn this this sounds really easy the instrumentals that i'm hearing from these hip hop beats and i thought i would be able to do that but i was wrong when i first started like that shit was really hard for me to get right and it took years but in the end it worked out so i'm glad it did
0: that's awesome and then in terms of like hearing these beats did you start hearing them from like records or like youtube soundcloud Where, where were you getting your like influence from
1: to be honest, from TV, YouTube, when it first started, like I watched all these um, hip-hop songs that I really liked. And around 10, I started to get into hip-hop and stuff and started really listening to artists from the USA, such as Lil Wayne, who was a big hype around uh, 2010 and stuff. So I started to get into... Uh, hip-hop artists that I listened to, and at one point I was just listening to records because of the the beat behind it, because I really like the beats, and then I started to deconstruct them in my mind, and just trying to uh, recreate them in uh, in FL studio, which didn't work out at first, but after a while I started to get better, and now I'm here.
0: Are you using FL Studio 10 or 11? <laughs>
1: uh, 12, actually.
0: 12? Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. In terms of your music, how would you describe the music you create? And are they based on your own experiences?
1: Um, my music is mostly uh, inspired by my background. I am half Asian and half black, so... I kind of try to fuse those two worlds into one sound, and that's why you hear a lot of uh, Oriental influences in my in my music. And I really dig that style, so I just kept rolling with it, rolling with it. And yeah, it's it's definitely a huge uh, influence on my sound, my background. I try to discover more of my uh, of the Asian cu- culture. Um, by doing this music thing. So I started looking up these different instruments, their origins and everything that uh, evolved around it and what made them so great. I luckily studied the culture just to understand my background better. And I thought music was the perfect way to, to do it in a fun way. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I personally already know at least somewhat what you've shared, of, like how you create your music and everything. So hearing you say it out loud is pretty surreal. So. <laughs> cool. That's um, cool, man. <laughs> awesome. So then my next question then is, what's the process yeah. of creating music for you?
1: Um, usually I start by, um, yeah, I start in different ways, ways actually. Sometimes it's just this instrument I'm hearing in a in a song or in a um performance and I'm like okay what is this instrument where does it come from um I start to I should start to try uh and implement it in my own music and sometimes I'm more like oh this drum loop is tight or I have this melody in my mind that I just uh, build around and my music comes alive in different ways like that. I don't have one way of, of working.
0: In terms of your SoundCloud, I'm gonna ask you first, what was your first upload to SoundCloud? But specifically what you have public right now is Black Widow, which is a remix of Iggy Azalea's song. And that was uploaded on May 25th, 2014. Yep. What do you think of your first upload now?
1: Like, that song, uh, yeah, I think it really sucks, to be honest. <laughs> to be really honest. But I just kept it online because of um, the amount of people that listen to it on the dailies. Like, people listen to it still. I can look it up for you how many people play it a day. Um, yeah, still like four 4,000 people a day listen to it. Damn. Yeah, and...
0: on YouTube you have over 30 million plays on that song
1: yeah that's crazy like it actually started as a um as a joke because a friend of mine was like damn this song really sucks (laughs) and you should try to make it like better and i was like sure let's give it a shot and then this remix came alive actually i did it in a evening um and people picked up on it Uh, Sent it to Trap Nation for fun. When they had like 200k subscribers. So they were pretty young. And pretty uh, small compared to they are now. And it just went viral. For no reason at all. So I don't know. It really helped to build my following though. So I'm pretty grateful for my friend actually telling me to remix it, so yeah.
2: (laughs)
0: First, like official upload.
1: I actually started making music in or uploading music in 2013. Those tracks I made private because I don't want anyone to hear them because I'm really ashamed of them. Like <laughs> the sound quality and everything is just cringy to me. So I just put them in private and never looked at them again. I gotcha. that
0: makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. So then, going chronologically, how did your track 808s from Asia come into fruition, and then when did you first start working on it?
1: Um, I started working on it in the summer of 2015. I just decided to take a break from school and just really focus on music. So that that was a pretty long summer without work and just all the time in the world for music. And I tried to uh, do something sample-based. I had in mind that I um, was going to have a rapper on on this beat. So I actually actually made it for a rapper. But I uploaded it to SoundCloud just to preview to my listeners and to see what they they would think of it. And it blew up for no reason again. (laughs) Like Stukey Sound reposted it, and it just went like like crazy for for that time. Like I was getting 30k plays on it in a month, and to me that was a huge deal because my tracks used to have like uh, 1,000 plays. In my in my opinion, it blew up like that, and I was like, damn, I have to build on this sound and. Uh, actually tried to build a project around it because I, I was seeing uh, it was doing really well, and I actually dig that sound, so. Uh, then I started working on 8 Ways From Asia, the first EP I made, and I dropped that in early 2016.
0: Yep. The entire way it blew up, because I believe that was one of the first tracks I heard from you. I don't remember if it was like either on SoundCloud or YouTube, to be honest, cause mm-hmm. it was a while ago. But um, with your first EP aptly titled, 808s from Asia, and then looking through the code, it was released in March 2016, at least on SoundCloud. I'm not entirely sure if that would like change or anything. Mm-hmm. But what was the most challenging aspect for you personally working on this project?
1: It was probably time, because my goal was to do a lot of things in in music in my uh, break year, like I had no school and I really wanted to uh, drop a project as soon as possible, but it took a lot of my time. At one point, I started getting stressed and shit because I wanted to do it like really fast because I was uh, seeing that it was blowing up on SoundCloud in the summer. I had a feeling that people would forget about that sound and about me when um, I actually finished the project. So that was the biggest thing I was uh, that was on my mind when doing it. And in the end, it worked out like it's still, people still picked it up when it was dropped nine months later. Yeah, I was happy in the end, so... <laughs> that's what matters.
0: And then upon reflecting, since you've just released an LP, um, which we'll talk about shortly, what are your thoughts on it now over a year later, 808s from Asia.
1: I am, I don't think it was my best work, but I'm really grateful to my younger self for doing that, because it really set a, a good foundation of my sound that it is now, and I was really able to build off that sound and to uh, experience uh, or experiment a lot more with uh, the things I'm releasing now. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things I ever did.
0: That's awesome. I'm I'm glad you had that break, but then you were able to definitely showcase what you could do with that sound you were starting to build, so that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Based off of... Uh, that EP. What was it like collaborating with Samba on? And I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Is it Hanzu? Hanzu?
1: Hanzo. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, it was cool. Like he sent me this um, preview because I heard he heard 808s from Asia, and it it had kind of that vibe to it. So he was like, "Damn, I should send him this." So he sent this uh, preview of the vocal thingy that you hear in the drop of hanzo and i was like damn that's tight dude where's the sample from and we just went from there he sent over the project and i I gave it structure added my 808s and everything and that's that actually
0: and then like how did you guys get in contact was it like through soundcloud twitter
1: (laughs) through soundcloud actually like he just dm'd me on soundcloud and um, he was like yo your 808s from asia sound is crazy i've got a similar kind of sound he actually called in 808s from india (laughs) and (laughs) he was like uh, yo if you want to work on this just let me know by replying and like 10 minutes later i replied and i was like Send me that shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill that shit. <laughs> and we just finished it like that and that was Hanzo.
0: next question before we get into your LP which I'm not Mm -hmm. naming right now but I'm sure people who are fans already know but I want to go in depth with that for sure but before Mm -hmm. that since you've created a good amount of remixes but in terms of your output you've had more original content than your remixes which is awesome so I'm like definitely complimenting you on that because a lot of people are unable to do that Uh, when creating your remixes for Karas' Is it Charjé?
1: Yep, Charjé, yeah.
0: I don't want to butcher these, I'm just making sure. <laughs> and then, and Bowers Temple. How long mm-hmm. did it take you to work on these, and why did you choose these specific tracks?
1: Um, that's a good question. Um, I think, like, my uh, goal with doing these remixes, or covers, whatever you want to call it, was to... Um, have songs in my own style of the original, just to play out live and uh, for other producers and DJs to play out. And I wanted to, I wanted people to be able to recognize my sound in a live setting. So uh, that was my goal when making these tracks. And the reason why I picked those, that's just random basically (laughs) to be honest like the melody of uh, Charchet really um, I couldn't get that out of my head like after I heard the Carmack remix of it uh, I just had to do it in my own style and that's what I did sample remix i uh, was really inspired by it because uh, it had this eastern vibe to it that bauer did really well with mia i just wanted to do it in my own style while keeping that eastern vibe so it worked perfectly
0: how did you i'm just curious from a producing perspective how did Mm -hmm. you acquire those sounds did you just like rip it off youtube or did you get them sent directly from someone (laughs)
1: um actually i in both of those remixes i never used uh like original elements of the original tracks i basically redid the the two tracks with the sounds i made by myself
0: to 808s real quick from Asia. There mm-hmm. was one track called Between Two Worlds, spelled the number two, not the actual like number, but spelled as in the number. two. Mm-hmm. And this is the name of your recently released LP. So, my question is, did this track evolve into creating the LP, or were you always planning to name your LP Between Two Worlds at some point?
1: It actually evolved into a uh making the LP because that song uh, already had um, the same ID behind the whole LP basically. I was realizing that that was a really good like story behind the track and I I figured I should just make a project behind that ID and keeping that same five uh, from 808 from Asia while um, building on that ID so that's how Between Two Worlds came alive.
0: Back in June 2016, how was it creating this track and collaborating with Soul?
1: Oh, that's one of my favorite original tracks. I really enjoyed working with him. He's a really cool dude. He, uh, we were trying to make an original track for a while, and we we've been working for months on on some projects, but never really finished one. And one day, I sent this as uh, uh, this melody and his baseline and it was still pretty rough he was like yo this shit's gonna go go off and he wanted to work on it so we worked on it for a couple of months actually like two or three months and after that we just decided to release it immediately the rest is history (laughs) you <laughs>
0: you've been working on it for a while so I'm excited to delve into that more so like the other collab that you have on the LP was called Drowning With You featuring Kiro Um, Mm -hmm. and I was reading off the description I didn't even know that there's this part to it until recently that you both started this song in late 2014 tell us about the process of this song seeing the light of day almost 3 years later
1: that's a good question Um, I think I misspelled 2014 it was actually
2: 2015
1: okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyways um like i had this um, song out either from asia didn't release my ep yet but i uh, discovered this this guy named kuro i was really into his sound because he too kept that eastern vibe vibe to his songs and i really digged his style like he was more um, he did more mellow tracks than me. I was thinking that would make a perfect blend between our sounds, so I just hit him up. Actually, from there on, we, we exchanged IDs and he sent me this um, loop, which you can hear in the intro of the song, and some chords with it, to like the chords you hear in the uh, in the first 30 seconds, I I believe. And we just built around that and never really finished it because, I don't know, I had my EP and it wasn't going to be on that. And he had his own stuff too. We never really had plans to release it. But um, after a couple of months, I realized that I was doing this LP and this would fit perfectly on it as a intro. So I just decided to uh, put it on there. And we finish it up real quick, and that's the story behind it.
0: story behind it is pretty awesome so thanks for sharing that. thank you um, no problem so the story behind the lp title and its con- contrasting message is incredibly powerful uh between two worlds is a metaphor multiple things impacting your life and trying to find the balance of it whether it's identifying within mixed ethnicities races music styles mm-hmm. careers traditions etc out of all these reasons what was the first one that made you start questioning how to accomplish this balance?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Wait, say it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. I'm mainly stemming this question off of your um, your tweet that you shared that describes the entire project in a couple paragraphs. So that's why mm-hmm. I wanted to ask this and just get more information off of that because it's really mm-hmm. powerful where this message comes across and everything so out of all these reasons that you've made the the title become such a metaphor that exemplifies your life mm-hmm. what was the first one that made you start questioning how to accomplish this balance between two worlds
1: um the first thing was um music actually at least that was um The first time I really uh, thought about it like that, like I always wanted to do these uh, different styles in music, but never found my way in it really. I wanted to do dance music. I wanted to do chill music, like laid-back music, R&B, hip-hop, future bass, um, like everything basically. It, It really sucked at first when I was trying to find my sound because... Like, the people with the strongest brands always have this one style that everybody recognize, And I didn't have that. I was really struggling to find my sound, like, finding a sound that I would fall 100% in love with. So I worked on this sound for a couple of months, like, a bunch of months, and realized I just should do it all because otherwise I would never be like satisfied in music because I wouldn't be able to do trap songs for eternity or do chill songs for eternity so I just decided to blend it then I realized that music wasn't the only thing that I felt that way in like when I was younger I felt like I didn't really um, belong to one of the cultures or uh, backgrounds like the black culture and the Asian culture because it kind of felt like an outcast in a way. But I got over that, so I never really thought about it anymore. But when I was in the same position with this music thing, I realized that it just kept coming back like the concept of being between two worlds. And then just everything came together, actually, and all the pieces of the puzzles just... Fitted perfectly, and that's how this project came alive. Actually,
0: awesome! Thanks for sharing. It definitely gives me insight of like how how challenging it was to make something like this. Yeah, feature. man. <laughs> like having such a theme carried out through not only the tracks but just overall working on it in the process. So that's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah, on a on a, a positive note too. How do you feel? <laughs> Now that the LP is out and being listened throughout the world,
1: man, it it feels like such a relief. Like, I've worked on this for months and I wasn't too sure about what people would think of it because I have um, a lot of. I'm sharing this whole other side that nobody has seen before of me. Like, the first half of the LP is more um, laid back than the second half and i don't think people knew that i could or i would do uh, a more chill uh, or show a more chilled side of me i've been known for like bangers like my remix that went viral like really festival type of shit um the 808 from asia the sharche remix so i was kind of afraid that uh, people wouldn't really appreciate the other side of me because they they've been used to that really hyped sound and i kind of forgot the question <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's totally fine um basically like um now that the lp is out how do you feel about it and everything and you're you're going along with it just fine like answering the
1: question so <laughs> <laughs> damn man Yeah, it feels great because I've worked on this for a long while, like I said, and I finally got time again to experiment with new sounds and uh, new ideas, because for the past couple of months, I've been um, working on finishing all the tracks and never really started new projects. And I kind of declined a lot of collabs and now I have time for those things again and that's going to be awesome. So yeah.
0: That is awesome. Besides your collabs on Between Two Worlds, what was the most challenging track to make on the LP by yourself?
1: Damn, that's a good ass question. Um Let me think. Like ground zero actually was a lot of work. Um I started with the intro i was trying to build this cinematic kind of um, atmosphere and my uh, goal was actually to for it to be featured in a soundtrack or i don't know wait let's do that question again
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. that's crazy though like yeah like ground zero once you drop the LP that was probably the first song I kept replaying over and over that was new (laughs) (laughs) It's like damn this is this is some weird R.L. Grimes shit but a lot more I don't know it it felt very eclectic and different than what I've heard before so I kept replaying it and plus like the transition from falling to ground zero is pretty good and I'm sure you wanted something like that to happen throughout the project as well Um, yeah man And then, yeah, like, since you've been working on this for a while, it's pretty crazy that I I honestly didn't even (laughs) realize that the first half is really chill compared to the second. I was like, oh, wait, it is. (laughs) I didn't realize (laughs) that. (laughs) But yeah, that makes sense since the cover arts are different, too. But then again, I was like, wait, weren't most of the cover art on the second half singles at first? But then now that I'm looking at it, uh, it makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah okay cool thank you for sharing that and then if you have any like any other things you want to share about that project as well i'm also going to put up what you shared on twitter in the article itself that people could read oh cool because that is definitely something i appreciate not only Mm. as someone who writes about music and listens to it a lot um but as someone who also is trying to like identify and try to find that balance not in like various aspects so it's mm-hmm. very um, resonating, in my opinion.
1: Um, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, it's actually really hard for me to do interviews like these because I'm always in my head and I want everything to be perfect. So, even when it comes to my sentences, and I think you can hear it, hear that in my music too. It takes a really long time to uh, finish things. You hear a lot of detail in it. And that's just the way my mind works, I think, (laughs) so yeah.
0: deal with and being like I, I, as i've been interviewing more and more producers singers and everyone for this mm-hmm. right? i'm just learning more and more how hard everyone is on themselves so,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah man. i, I
0: can understand for sure cool so thank you for that again um my next question how comfortable are you with doing shows at this point i'm not entirely sure how many shows you've done so how many shows have you performed at so far
1: I think I did somewhere around 10 shows, and they all went, no, that's a lie. Like, the first few were pretty shitty um, at a local club who didn't really appreciate um, the trap sound at all, so it wasn't my place to be in the first place, so... I went on and uh, found this agency called Run The Trap Events in the Netherlands. They um, took me under their ring and uh, let me play shows in the Melkweg, which is a pretty big venue in Amsterdam. And played shows for uh, Sun Holo, Riff Raff, and a whole bunch of other shows and i'm pretty comf- comfortable in my um in my life sets right now it's still hard for me to really really read a crowd but with good preparation i'm i'm sure i can can kill it so yeah
0: someday i don't know if i'm gonna have to travel there cause <laughs> right now america is really being difficult with having people travel over here but still, <laughs> i'm gonna see you perform and it's gonna be really rewarding for me (laughs) um, yeah do you have any plans for shows coming up at all Um,
1: my agent actually did a send out of um, of possible um, live events for for delay like he sent 200 or 500 I believe promoters and clubs um, like emails with my uh, uh, information and everything so I think some will react so I'm uh, I'm pretty pretty stoked but it's only in Europe for now so I think the US will be in my plans um, next year and that's one of my biggest dreams so if I keep working that will probably come true so yeah
0: I, I could definitely tell that will come true and I could see you at like a local festival sometime next year for sure
1: <laughs> that would be dope I'll buy you a beer
0: <laughs> <laughs> well wait you gotta be 21 by then because America's over here is different
1: <laughs> yeah man turning 21 in uh, November so we're okay. doing good okay
0: you're good then <laughs> <laughs> sweet okay what's been the most surreal experience for you ever since you started making music and I'll let you digest that question since you've been producing for quite a while now
1: yeah. Um, the craziest thing for me was being a huge fan of uh, Bauer, doing a remix of one of his original tracks of his um, album and just making it in my small ass bedroom. Uh, working on it for uh, a couple of weeks, uh, finishing it, then him playing it live in Chicago and Hard Summer, he played it too. When I heard he played it, that was one of, I don't know. <laughs> it was almost too much for me to <laughs> comprehend. I don't know, that was, yeah, that was awesome. That's
0: crazy. Damn, see, your, your work's already like making waves more than you could ever imagine. <laughs>
1: so. Yeah, man, it's it's so crazy.
0: When was this though? like? I remember when you released Temple. Was this last year?
1: Yeah, man. It was almost like a year ago, like last October, I think, on Halloween. So, yeah.
0: So, yeah, now I got some miscellaneous questions real quick. Well, probably not quick, but like (laughs) before we talk further into the future with delay and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could ask this question just even though you delved into it a good amount, but just like giving. A general perspective about it when starting out what was the most difficult aspect in finding an audience and figuring out what you wanted to produce
1: at first I didn't really struggle that much with um, finding an audience because to be honest I didn't really care I was like 15 or 16 when I really started uploading my songs on uh, the internet but I never really had a specific goal in mind to me the audience came to me actually when i started doing tracks in my own style and i'm really grateful for people picking up picking up on it by themselves without me having to really find them so yeah it, it came natural actually
0: cool now that i got like a general answer to that too going so me everything come full circle (laughs) um all right so more miscellaneous questions so are there any influences old and new that are musically inclined or involved in the industry that you have
1: i'm just influenced by everything that's going on in music like i'm listening to a lot of jazz artists like Billie Holiday, um, like I'm listening to all kinds of styles from different time periods and I just take it all in and try to be aware of my my place in the industry and timeline of music and just doing me, basically. I don't know, that's kind of a hard question.
0: I got you. Understandable. I guess specifically since you're influenced by a lot of different music, that's why you like made a Kendrick Lamar remix and everything. Mm -hmm. Something that's gone, like that song specifically got more acclaim recently and it's being played a lot in festivals. DNA that is. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't even know you had a another account until recently. (laughs) So that's That's cool. cool. What is your favorite song right now if you could pick just one.
1: Oh man um i would have to go to through, through my soundcloud real quick uh damn man that's a hard-ass question like if i had to listen to one song for the rest of eternity i would play something of the damn album from kendrick lamar probably um down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably elements or dna those are my favorite songs right now like the story behind it and just the switch ups and i don't know i really like the vibe of that album as a whole and just anything anything from that album
2: loyalty, got royalty inside why my DNA, is I never that hip hop has done royalty, more damage royalty, to this is my go heritage, go all I'm inheriting, money and in power to make it, I'm tell me something, you motherfuckers can't tell me nothing, how about the die
0: What would your oh, nice. biggest dream collabs be if you could have them right now?
1: Damn. Um, first off, Kendrick Lamar. Um, Travis Scott would be dope. Um, some people from the uh, SoundCloud scene like Sam Gellatry, Madison. Um, Alexander Lewis would be tight. Whereas Alex would be tight, Quicks would be tight. Yeah, Flume, Kashmir Cat. I could go on, man. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> I feel it.
1: So yeah, I'm a fan of a lot of people.
0: I know your list would be long. That's why I was like, <laughs> that's why I said only one song earlier. Um, okay, then. Speaking of like, I, I guess. something that's not music related are there Mm -hmm. any hobbies that you have that you like to share
1: Um, I used to be into drawing a lot before I got into this uh, music thing yeah I do that when I have the time I try to do all of my own artwork too including um, everything that has been up on delay so doing artwork is a a hobby of mine too. Um, yeah, actually, the the artwork of the LP I did by myself. Like I drew drew it from uh, scratch and just painted it digitally, and that's how it came to life. To life. Uh, other than that, just going to the gym, working out, uh, chilling with friends, hanging with my girlfriend. Yeah, man, just enjoying life enjoying festivals and everything. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, that's awesome that you did uh, the artwork. I was going to ask you about that. What's this... Do you have, like, a story behind the artwork? Why did you, like, create that specifically? And then, I already know why you changed the colors and everything, but why that one specifically?
1: Uh, Good question. Um, I felt like this album was sounding had this outer space kind of vibe to it with all the scenes going on. And it also had this traditional Eastern sound to it. So that's why you're seeing this temple behind the uh, uh, planet kind of thing. And I was just trying to show everything that my sound is in one picture. So that's how it came to, to life. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then how long have you been
1: drawing, specifically? Um, I've been drawing since I was, like, a kid. Like, not really serious, just, like, doing a bunch bunch of sketches during class, and I always drew when I was bored, so it wasn't really that serious, but I kind of got good at it because I was bored a lot, and... <laughs> I've been doing it since I was like probably seven or eight. So, yeah. Cool.
0: And then going back to the the cover artwork, can you... Because I I can't copy and paste that. (laughs) What what does it say on the artwork besides what's in English?
1: Good question. That's uh, like a sentence in Chinese. It's actually the last sentence of the story behind my LP which you can read on my Twitter. I will uh, look it up real quick because we see, like the translation is, this is another shout into the space that we call the universe, trying to get her. If you feel this project, my art and this story in general, shout with me. So that that's it.
0: Cool. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> thought a lot about what to do for this. So that makes me like, happy
1: because
0: <laughs> usually don't put this much effort into a project by themselves so
1: yeah man it makes me happy that it makes you happy like <laughs> a lot of effort went into it so so yeah i'm grateful
0: all right this next question <laughs> it's kind of it's gonna be difficult i already know <laughs> um, <laughs> what is one song you'd love to hear for the first time again
1: Ooh, damn um fuck I would say Sam Gelatry Temple or Powder like those two tracks really blew me away the first time I listened to it and I would love to experience that same same kind of feeling so yeah
0: cool that's first hearing someone say something a little bit more recent uh, Mm -hmm. for this Question and I really like asking that question because it's various answers and it makes sense influence-wise why you chose that. So that's pretty cool. If you could create anything, what would you make? And it doesn't have to be music-related at all. And you could have multiple answers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I could create something, uh, I would create a um, label or. I think a collective is uh, the better word for it. Like just a family of a bunch of creatives that just comes together in one studio, like one space that we just connect in and work on art together. And it doesn't matter if it's like a digital artwork or music or photographic, graphic shit just everything and just create something greater than we could do by our own. So yeah, that's my dream.
0: I could see that happening. for <laughs> <Pretty>
1: sure.
0: <laughs> cool. Anything else that comes to mind right now?
1: Um, man, I just wish, wish I had a spaceship, <laughs> just explore space, but yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool.
0: Gotcha. Um, even though you don't have to share the name right now, but do you have a name in mind if you were to create a label or collective right now?
1: I'm actually low-key kind of working on something uh, already, and the name of it is Sound in Motion.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that on your YouTube.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's that's like the thing I'm trying to do right now on the low. Um, So, yeah, it's just that sound moves, sounds move everything in my world so that's why i picked the name
0: and then when did you start like would you open that channel up? i don't know
1: exactly i believe last summer like summer 2016 but i never really put that much effort into it because i had a lot of other stuff in, in, on my mind like the lp and everything so i think i should give it more attention now that's now that the LP is done. Gotcha.
0: Cool. I'm looking forward to that, whatever you're planning to do with it. Um, cool. My next question, I have two more miscellaneous ones. Cool. Um, any empowering stories you've experienced that you'd like to share that you think back on and inspire you?
1: Um, I remember going to... A concert of Kendrick Lamar in 2013 he was going on world tour for his um, first studio album Good Kid Mad City and I was like 16 or something but I had I just had to go to the show even though it was like 18 plus and I'm a pretty tall dude so I just managed to get in with my uh, two other friends who were who were 18 plus so they were fine yeah we just went there and just realizing that he too worked like a lot on his own sound to be able to travel the world for music and me being able to see him um just doing that that was amazing to me and that inspired me a lot to achieve my own dreams in in music so so yeah
0: that was in Amsterdam, too?
1: That was in Amsterdam, actually. Um, the Melkberg, which is the same uh, club I opened up for, uh, for Sun Holo and Riff Raff. So me being able to play there last year was amazing to me, too.
0: Damn. And then, <laughs> speaking of damn, is, is he going to <laughs> tour and play in Amsterdam again soon? I'm not entirely sure.
1: I'm not sure either. I should be aware of that, but I'm not sure.
0: You know, it would be cool if you, like, opened for him at that same venue.
1: <laughs> oh, damn. That would be, like... I don't know if I could handle that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. That's awesome, though. Um, so, yeah, my next question. If you had 24 hours left to live, what would you do with that time?
1: Oh, man. Um, I would invite all my friends and family to my place and the first two hours are just me um, playing out live with my friends just doing (laughs) back-to-backs and just giving this house party then i would be in my studio with a bunch of my friends just creating the the most fire s track before i die then i would spend time with my girlfriend then i would eat like a bunch of good shit and like the last two minutes of my life i would just skydive or something i don't know
0: <laughs> i feel like you've thought about this if you're really picking out
1: actually that was a freestyle like <laughs>
0: you i was just realizing line. damn <laughs>
1: that's
0: awesome cool thank you for that all right now that we've asked and exhausted my miscellaneous questions <laughs> What can we look forward to next from Delay? Any future collaborations, projects that you're working on? Or are you just trying to like relax for a little bit before you do more shows and everything?
1: Um, right now, I'm just relaxing and just really um, seeing this project take off and trying to push it more. But in the meantime, I'm working on a lot of new stuff and I'm already planning on dropping the next uh, next thing which is still in the works and nowhere near near finished but I'm working on IDs right now and now I have the time to collab with a bunch of friends and uh, other producers so you should definitely look out for collabs with um, one of my idols I believe so yeah <laughs> not letting out too much of that but
0: kendrick lamar
1: (laughs) no no (laughs) i wish like no nobody near that level of greatness but still a pretty cool cool artist so yeah
0: awesome and i'm glad you have like you've been working on like visuals too right for the songs that i saw on youtube Mm -hmm. you do a lot (laughs) jeez yeah man (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty crazy But yeah, besides that, any final thoughts before we conclude this interview?
1: Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Go check out his blog. He's an awesome dude. Um, Yeah, thank you for giving me this opportunity to um, share my thoughts, which is really hard for me in English, but I try my best. Um, Yeah, just listen to my LP. That's the only thing I can ever ask for listen to it from the front to the back to the back to the front and just read the story behind it to really understand what I'm trying to to do if you want to. So yeah, those are my final thoughts. All right. Thank you for staying up with me. <laughs> yeah, this no problem. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bed. <laughs> I'm always up till like 3 a.m. So this is nothing to me. <laughs> cool. So
0: yeah. But yeah, th- damn. Thank you for sharing... Pretty much your entire discography with me and like exploring the LP, which I wanted to talk to you about ever since you started working and announcing that. So I'm glad you're mm-hmm. able to share that. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely chat more later, cool. especially with your next projects and collabs. But, um, yeah, man. I'm gonna sign off now. We're, um, thank you again, Delay, and yeah.
1: Yes, no problem, man. Later,
0: Peace, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>